Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ciresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students. You'll get tips from experts. And occasionally, you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself. Find your purpose. Find your people and pursue you fearlessly. You are about to meet an incredibly inspiring woman. I spoke with Shannon Flynn recently and she shared some pretty powerful stuff, starting with how the sudden loss of her father's sophomore year shaped who she is today, how she discovered one of her genius qualities, and how she learned what authenticity really means, and why she decided to delete her Instagram account and what she learned from taking a year-long sabbatical from social media. Take a listen and see what you can learn from Shannon. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's really fun to talk, and we have lots of juice to to cover today. But tell us really quick, um, you're back on winter break. Where are you back from? Um, I was just studying in Copenhagen for this past semester. Awesome. Yeah. Super exciting. And what were you studying? Um, psychology was the main focus while I was there. Fun, fun, fun. And are you going back? Or are you done? No, I'm done. So I'll be going back to Nashville in January. I go to Vanderbilt University. Awesome. Um, so it's going to be my second semester for my junior year. So I'm really excited for that. Awesome. So pre-recording, you and I were chatting a little bit about authenticity, social media, living up to this whole social media hype and matching our insides with our outsides and all of that. And you said, this is a really great conversation. So say more about what you, what you were thinking when we were talking about yeah. all that. So I have also realized that people don't really show themselves on social media and also just going to college. Um, I was having experiences that were hard and weren't easy. Um, and I didn't really feel like there was anywhere for me to share that. And so going back freshman year in January, I started a blog Um, because I realized, actually, I realized when I was applying for college, um, that writing was something I really loved to do to express myself, um, and to communicate things that other people were also experiencing and kind of to connect with people on that. And so as a New Year's resolution, I started this blog to kind of just talk about life. A lot of it was faith-based, but a lot of it wasn't. Um, I wrote some pieces about social media and how it's kind of fake and, um, just other things that, felt relevant to my life and it was really just for me kind of an outlet um but once I made it a public thing people started reaching out to me and they said I really love to read this I love your writing um this really connected with me on this this and this um and so I just kept writing because it just was something that was an outlet for me but I saw other people were connecting to as well um and it's gotten to the point where people I don't even really know will message me or just contact me some way and they're like hey this really helped me through a season that was really hard like I had a girl reach out to me um because I write sometimes about losing my father and she reached out to me and she said my father just passed away Mm. and the first thing I thought of was your blog Mm. and I never met this girl before um and so I really realized how important that ability to be authentic was Mm. and how people were connecting to that and wanting that Mm. even if it wasn't something they could articulate Um, so that is a really big way for me to connect to people. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate how it happened by accident. Yeah. 
like I set this intention, I wanted to write this blog, it was for me, mm-hmm. and as a result, all these things are naturally occurring, like I'm developing relationships with people I don't even know, I'm reaching people, I'm impacting people yeah. with my stories, with my truth, with my authenticity. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that it was an accident. And yeah. It, I mean, it was, right? It was pretty much an accident. Um, so I wrote, the way it started originally was I wrote my Common App essay. Um, and people at my school were, like, asking to read it and things like that, like when we were all applying for school. Um, and people were like, wow, this is really great. This is really articulate. Um, and it was kind of talking about the experience of my family going through losing my father in high school and how I tried to write it in a way that really showed like the full spectrum of like the loss but also the rebuilding of our family Mm -hmm. um and people were like that's really great like you have a gift for writing and I was kind of like really because this just kind of came out of me (laughs) Um, and so I think that was when I realized that it was something um that was a gift because it didn't feel like it was anything special to me I was just speaking my mind and people were like hey I really love that and so um yeah, I guess it, it was kind of on accident, but it's been something that I've really loved lately. Yeah, one of the things we talk about a lot um, on this podcast is um, being in your genius. And it sounds like, you know, we we always know we're in our genius when what we're doing comes easily to us and effortless to us. And it sounds like this writing thing, mm-hmm. this way of expressing yourself came easily to you. And you're like, well, what do you, really? Really? Like, it's just what I, how I express myself. Yeah. It's not anything special. Mm-hmm. And there's this idea, I think, and I've had it for years in my life, that whatever we're going to do, it should be, if, if it's not hard, then we shouldn't be doing it. Or, like, you know, work should be hard or something should be hard about it. And actually what's true is it, it when we're expressing ourselves honestly, our gifts just come naturally through mm-hmm. us. And it's not hard. It's effortless. Yeah. So I, I'm really wanting to celebrate how that you know, came through in your Common App essays, too, which they're so hard to write for so many people. Yeah. So this, tell us a little bit about your dad. Tell us about, the, you know, what happened. Yeah, so my dad passed away um, in a biking accident. It was a week before I started my sophomore year of high school. Um, so that was just a crazy season for my whole family, um, learning how to re-navigate that. I'm one of four kids. Um And so it was really hard. It was really sad in a lot of ways. But I think our family is at the point now. um, It was just five years this summer. And so I actually wrote a piece about that, about how at this point I can kind of see things coming full circle. And as really hard as it is to see something like that as a good thing, I can see how I don't don't really believe in accidents in the world. um, And I can see how that tragedy has brought so much life in my family and like it kind of reminds me of how like forest fires the whole forest will burn down but that like burning down is actually bringing richness to the soil Mm -hmm. um and just seeing the way our family's grown um in ways that we definitely would not have before something like this Mm -hmm. um I'm very close to all my siblings I'm very close to my mom um and I think it's also just giving me a perspective on life that's really made me realize how important it is to like connect to people um and like just live every day like very intentionally um and just not with no regrets not in a way that like you do reckless things but just to, like live fully I guess okay you're so wise <laughs> so where's all this wisdom coming from is it do you think the experience 
catapulted the wisdom? Do you think the wisdom was there and the experience happened and then it sort of, you know, fertilized the garden that was already growing? Because that's a lot of wisdom. I mean, five years is not that long a time when you've lost your parent as a teenager. Yeah. So you've really seemed to come through this beautifully and with a lot of, um, yeah, wisdom. So speak to that. Um, I think, so we have some family friends of ours who are very mindful, um, like consciousness focused people that my mom, um, knows and works with pretty closely. Um, and my one friend Mallory has told me a lot that I'm like a mini adult. Like I was kind of born to be an adult with Mm -hmm. like the wisdom that I have, which is just a funny idea. Um, and so I don't know, I don't know if it's always been there. Um, but I think that that event really did catapult like something mm-hmm. inside me. Um, I remember being in high school and being with my friends who would be worrying about really petty, not petty things, but just small things in the grand scheme of life. And they were things that I would have been upset about as well, like a month before. Um, but I remember thinking just that I had this new perspective that a lot of people around me didn't have and a lot of people don't have until they're a little older when they really experience loss for the first time Mm -hmm. um and so I do remember feeling in high school that like I knew something about life that other people might not have and not that like they should know it because the way that we got to learn that was a hard experience um but it did give me a perspective that I don't think a lot of people had throughout high school. Yeah, I think that that word is really good, perspective. It's all about our perspective all the time. And, you know, our life experiences shape the way we view the world. Mm-hmm. And this shaped the way you view the world. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I'm with you. I can see the gift in it. At the same time, I can see the absolute tragedy and grief that goes along with a loss like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I also really want to honor and celebrate like all the beauty that you've chosen to create as a result of this tragedy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now here we are with this um, blog that you've created and all these connections, these authentic connections you're creating and the gift you are to others who might be going through similar kinds of things. Like you said, this one girl who read your blog and reached out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it would be sugarcoating it to say it's like, all been really great in my family. I think we've all gone in different directions of growth and hard seasons because of this. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the big things that triggered for me was um, an investment in my faith, just asking questions, wanting to learn more. Um, And I think I really grew grew, um, spiritually from this. And I think that could probably be where some of the wisdom Mm -hmm. um, is also coming from. But it's definitely one of like the seeds that did plant me wanting to write and be authentic um and the longer I've had my blog I realized that I want to be the person who's writing those posts who's talking about being genuine and being like true to themselves and choosing joy and choosing to live life that like in a full way um and so having that space to write and like have it being so public has really held me accountable I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah, to being a very authentic person and to being that person who shows up and actually lives out what I'm writing. Um, Is that scary? Because that's kind of a high bar. Yeah, I think there's an author I really love called Brene Brown who talks about authenticity hangovers Mm -hmm. or vulnerability hangovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I remember the day after I posted my blog for the first time, like publicly, I woke up the next day and I was like, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows all this personal stuff about me. Mm-hmm. And I think also sometimes some people will tell me, they're like, hey, I really loved your blog post. I was like, oh, you read that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's great. Um, now you know all this stuff about me. But you kind of feel like ripped open, right? A little bit, yeah. But I think I realized that the good that it's done in the conversations and the connections that I've had with people is just so much better than like other people seeing my my insides because I do think you were mentioning this earlier that we show people our outsides a lot and like the polished perfect part but we don't let them see what's inside of us whereas we're comparing our insides to other people's shiny and perfect outsides Mm. and I just realized that a lot in college getting to college um, and even going abroad where I saw other people's experiences that looked so fun, so rich. They made a million friends or they found this girl gang that they traveled the world together with while they were abroad. And I was like, that's what my experience is going to look like. That's going to be me. And then actually stepping into those experiences and realizing that it's not the same as like the filtered perfect pictures you see on someone's Instagram and kind of realizing, hey, like we need to also share the hard parts because not to decredit the great parts of abroad or college but there's also moments in between those high moments that are hard that people aren't seeing and it dilutes our experience yeah definitely and I I really uh, I want to like bring that point home Um, the last two podcasts I recorded was about balance and students talking about balance and I think they were talking about balance in their work like life like academic and Mm -hmm. social life but what I'm seeing you point at right here is um, this this balance between the good and the quote-unquote not-so-good and um, representing those in your life experience equally mm-hmm. and honoring them both because it's true. They're both, like, they're both part of living. Yeah, definitely. We're not going to not have, we can't have bad without good or good without bad. So the sooner we start to really own that and celebrate it and, and honor it, um, the, the more real our lives become. Yeah, and I think the more... I, I like the concept a lot of living life like to the full and just realizing like once you do accept, okay, life is going to be hard. It's good, but it's hard, mm-hmm. and those two things can exist together because um, I think a lot of people experience a lot of shame or guilt when things are hard. Or they get to college and it's not what they expected. They're like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not making friends? Why are these classes hard? Why is this transition difficult? Um, And when you go into experiencing experiences, like expecting it to be both difficult and good, when it gets hard, you are like, okay, this is hard, but I know it's also good in that there's no thing that's going to be just one or the other. If something's hard, it's always teaching you something. And if something's good then that's also teaching you something, just looking at every moment as something to grow from. Yes. Oh, my God. To me, that's, like, so big. It's such a big concept. And um, there's a way, there's a lot of shame and guilt, to your earlier point, around it not looking the way it looks for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I notice, and, you know, we're talking to college students here on this podcast, but it's true of everyone. I mean, this is not like, this is not unique to college students or high school students or, you know, grown adults. Everyone gets caught up in 
uh, my life should look a certain way, and if theirs looks that way and mine doesn't, what's wrong with me? I mean, I remember when I was going through my divorce and um, I had this like perfect looking life on the outside, and people would say, you know, how are you? And I'm like, not so great. I'm going through this divorce and it's really kind of crummy. And people were like relieved because mm-hmm. they didn't have to hold up that facade anymore about their lives being so perfect and ideal. And all of a sudden I started making all these really authentic friendships with people based on truth, not this perception. Yeah. And so I see the same thing going on in your community, in this college culture. Um, it's like running away from adversity because... I'm not supposed to have... It's not supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be easy. Mm-hmm. And so I I just really appreciate you honoring that and, and bringing attention to that as equal as the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they both exist. And I think it's really easy. I realized when I got to college um, that there was definitely... I was definitely experiencing that that shame and that guilt and also just the comparison of like looking at other people's lives and wanting to make sure mine looked the same and that I was putting up that front and just how I guess empty that felt um and how more how much more energized I was by those authentic connections the friends who knew that I was probably having a really terrible day and then the next day maybe I posted a great picture and everyone's like oh she's having such a great time in college but um they aren't seeing like the deepness to it um and so around it's almost been a year um last year I realized that having an Instagram for me was more of a toxic situation. I was really comparing myself to other people and was also using it as a way to kind of put up that front, like, hey, everything's great over here. Um, Here's what I want you to see about me. Um, And so I actually deleted the entire thing. It was after a class. Um, So so one of the things I study at school is education. It was after a class where we had a current teacher come in from an elementary school, and she was talking about how kids don't know how to communicate anymore. They don't have social skills. They don't know how to interact or play outside. Um, and I've just seen that myself with younger generations. Um, my sister's just a few years younger than me, but her and her friends will be in the same room hanging out, but they'll just be sitting on their phones. Um, it's strange. Yeah, and it just made me really... I, the first thing I felt was angry. I was like, I don't want to stand for a world like that. And I don't want people to miss out on this connection. And then I also realized I was like, okay, I can't sit here and say that and then still participate in this shallow, fake connection that we all do online. Um, And so I went back to my dorm room and deleted my Instagram forever, which was honestly hard. And I think still sometimes right now it can be a hard experience, which is really silly to say because it's a virtual fake platform um but it has been a challenge as much as it's been life-giving and really great to take away that comparison that shallow like posing um there's also been days when I'm like oh I kind of wish I had it back yeah you know uh that's such a brave thing to do because few people are able to do that even me as a grown adult feel like I just got on Instagram recently and I'm feeling like if I'm not on it I'm missing something Mm -hmm. Um, and I also, I guess I sort of have a, a, maybe a little challenge for you. And, and I don't even know if it's a real challenge, but the thought I had was, I wonder if you could, now that you've gone cold turkey one way, if you would have the ability to reintroduce yourself to social media and then post both the good and the bad 
like so you know you you see how the polarities like post one way then go off completely and then come back and be really real because mm-hmm. um, I think that's a little bit about what you're talking about is can we show up in the world you know honestly which means with everything that's occurring all the time and that's a that is a hard thing to do mm-hmm. I don't think many of us are sitting around wanting to post when you know feeling stressed and having a really crummy day we don't do that we just post the good stuff mm-hmm. Um, I also think that as much as I would like to deny that the world is going in a certain direction with technology and social media, it is. That's the train we're on. And I have kids, and I want them to not get sucked into it. But the more I resist it, the more I realize I'm sort of a losing battle. Like, it's Mm -hmm. there. So I, I was just thinking about all that. But I appreciate that you're able to, you know, notice that it's not... Um, something you want to participate in and then be willing and courageous enough to take yourself off. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Yeah. And there are days and experiences where I'm like, this is really fun. And this was such a cute picture. I wish I could share it with people. Um, And I think that really helps me to like check back in and it's like, okay, so why did I have this experience? Why did I go to the Trevi fountain in Rome while I was abroad? Or why did I spend a day with my friends um, it was it so that other people could see me doing that or was it so that I could experience it for myself? Mm. Um, and I think like that's made me really realize like how important it is to be present in things. Mm-hmm. I think before I used to sometimes go into experiences being like, this is going to be really fun, but I have to make sure I take a picture while I'm here mm-hmm. in this situation so I could post it. Mm-hmm. Or I'd even start thinking about captions for my pictures and uh, right? a lot of things would be for the social media. Like people say like do it for the gram, but um, that is that. definitely a reality for a lot of people. And it was for me as well. And I think there is even a piece some days where I, when I'm in a very existential, who am I sort of thing, I would sometimes go to my Instagram and be like, this is who I am. Like, this is who people see me as like, here's my like vibe, my aesthetic. I'm fun and playful. And like, people can get that from looking at this fake profile. Um, and now that's not there. I really have to like, look at myself authentically, mm-hmm. like, So who am I? And it's true that I'm still a person without the social media and I am still in the world and I'm still present um, and I can still connect with people, but it doesn't have to be in this virtual form. But Mm -hmm. that, even as someone who's not had an Instagram for like a year, is still a challenge, um, but it's definitely worth it, I think. So you found it's worth it? I think so, in the long run. I have been thinking a lot recently just because... um, I do hope to continue writing and maybe like utilize that as a career at some point in the future. Um, and I just know that it's important for a lot of writers to have publicity mm-hmm. on Instagram. And I've even experienced having trouble like not connecting with businesses I want to follow mm-hmm. or things I want to keep in touch with, like music artists or people who have Instagrams. And a lot of other social media platforms, you can see their pages without having an account, but Instagram, you have to have a profile mm-hmm. to really be in the community. Um, so I've had trouble keeping up with certain communities. Um, and I could potentially see that being an issue in mm-hmm. the future as well. Um, so I've wondered what it would be like to get back on it, but I don't know. I feel like it would be kind of a cheat to this authenticity that I want to promote in the world to give back in to yeah. having an account. I have to admit, I'm not sure I'd be brave enough to delete my Instagram account or take a year off social media. 
I am, however, talking to a number of students lately who are considering doing the same thing. They're noticing that social media is impacting their life in really negative ways. What about you? What do you think? Do you think you're able to keep it all in perspective? Are you able to keep that authenticity channel turned up? The other thing that is really striking to me about Shannon is how incredibly empowered she is. If you listen to episode 11 where Kim and I talk about being a creator versus a victim in your life, I think Shannon is a glowing example of what it means to be an empowered creator. She reminds us all that when you step into life authentically and fearlessly, you can create amazing results for yourself. See if Shannon can inspire you today. Maybe today you can challenge yourself to take a small social media break. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. See how long you can actually shut down, tune into yourself, and show up more authentically in your life. Thanks for listening to University. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. If you'd like support navigating the stress and chaos and you're ready to create a more fulfilling college experience, I offer live weekly group coaching calls every Thursday, 4 to 5 Central Time. It's a place to gather together, to be seen and heard, to reduce your stress and learn how to be in control of your life and create a life you love. Give the first week a try for free. Check it out. For more information, email me at annemarie.university at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.